1: What can uh, oftentimes people are afraid to speak out uh, about company policies out of fear that it's going to, I don't know, affect their job. And somehow did you find that at uh, Channel 4 at all? Uh, Yeah. And what was the consequence of that? I was let go. Well, I'm just saying, right, uh, this through COVID, a lot of people faced mask mandates. uh, They faced mandatory closing of their businesses, their schools It impacted education. And then you think to yourself, yeah, Mark, but why are you still talking about that? Because that's all in the past. Unless you're an employee at BJC, one of the biggest healthcare companies in St. Louis and the region, the employees that go to work there every day at the hospitals still have to wear masks. It's a policy that's been in effect since December now with no end in sight. The employees can't seem to get any answers. So I had one of those employees reach out to me and we are protecting her identity uh, for the very reason that I just mentioned a minute ago. We're going to refer to her as Jill, and uh, we appreciate Jill giving us some time this morning. Uh, Jill, welcome into the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. You you reached out to me because of your frustration with with going to work and not being able to get any answers on when this might end or why it's still in effect. Is that right?
2: Exactly. Um Yeah, I mean, this has been going on since December, and a majority of the people that I work with are incredibly frustrated. The answers they're giving don't make sense. The data doesn't support it. And it's interesting that Mercy and SSM never force their employees to mask during this typical viral season that we're seeing this year.
1: So I reached out last week, um, and I asked the PR department at Barnes-Jewish this question could you please send me details on your current masking policy for employees and the data being used to justify masking? Also, is there a scheduled ending date? I got this reply from Laura High, who works in PR for BJC. Hi, Mark. On behalf of BJC Healthcare, as we continue through respiratory illness season, COVID-19, RSV, and flu, BJC healthcare employees are required to wear masks in patient care areas. Masking is encouraged but optional for visitors unless visiting a patient in isolation for a known or suspected infection. And that's it. I followed that up and said, but you didn't answer my question about the data. Where's the data to justify this? And they never answered me. Are are you finding the same kind of pushback when you question this?
2: Well, yeah, you know, I mentioned to you that we had a town hall meeting last week, and one of the excuses was that we were actually kind of behind the eight ball enforcing masks because they started enforcing masks in Ohio at some of these other pediatric institutions, which, what does Ohio have to do with St. Louis County and city? Nothing. So that you get these, you know, ridiculous answers. I did receive some data from an infectious disease doctor. And it's very jumbled, very busy graphs. Um, but if you look at one page, you see all of the viruses cumulatively are decreasing. So everything's going down. We got this sharp down downward trend of um, all viral illnesses. But they want to focus on the one virus that's still going up a little bit in the hospitals and in our community, and that's influenza, particularly influenza B. So, so they're just going to manipulate and pull data however they want to support this ridiculous enhanced masking. So, you know, you can spin numbers however you want. You can say two kids with influenza is a danger to all of us, or you can say 2,000, right? They're, they're just spinning the data to support this nonsense.
3: And I feel like before when they were enforcing these masking policies across the country, it was because they're telling us, you know, all the beds are filled up, we're running out of space, and, and basically people are dying. And it seems like even with this latest strain of, of COVID, it, it's, it's like a, a Cold, and I'm not saying that's how everyone's affected, but to me, everyone I've talked to who has it, that's what they're telling me their symptoms are.
2: Right, thirty. So they see about a thousand kids a week through the ER, and thirty-three of them were admitted. So that's three percent that we're worried about. One kid was in the ICU as of last week, but those kids in the ICU also have comorbidities, right? They're probably not healthy kids. If a kid is in the ICU for influenza, COVID, then you got to look at the big picture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're just nitpicking whatever little number they can. Um, and the, the hospital is not full. They, want, they they are using the word that we're surging, but that's a complete fallacy. That's, that's not right at all. And then, too. oh, it, it is. It, it totally is just let's keep the, because families will come in because they are not required to wear a mask. So families come into our facility and they're like, what's going on? Why, what, why are y'all wearing a mask? And a lot of them, which is amazing, they will ask us to take off their mask because it, or take off our mask because it's scaring their children, or they just don't find it necessary. And so much of our job is facial cues and communication. So when you've removed that um, for a patient, it just makes it very difficult to have that good rapport because you're, you're just a set of eyes to them.
1: I'm sure. And I imagine, Jill, that that a lot of you, your fellow em- employees like you uh, are are concerned about speaking out against, you know, th- these are these are obviously decisions made on high by the hospital administrator, n- not somebody at the staffing level who's actually seeing what's going on on the ground.
2: Right. I mean, and that's how it's always been. I mean, that's unfortunately the way the hospitals are is the. People in the what is it, the ivory towers, make the decisions, and then those of us that actually have, you know, direct patient care are the ones that just have to kind of sit down and shut up.
3: Have you had any coworkers um, who have just outright said, "I'm not wearing this mask"?
2: I did that. I was the only one, unfortunately, um, because a lot of people don't want to lose their job. So whatever day that was, December twelfth, I think, is when it went into effect. I refused to put a mask on that day. I, I said, I'm, "I'm not doing this. I cannot do this." There is no data that supports this. This is crazy. I didn't put a mask on. My um, boss kind of didn't know what to do with me, so HR had to get involved, and then um, the next day I showed up to work again, and I said, I am not wearing a mask, and so I was forced to clock out and go home. Wow. So I spent three days um, from work. I I took my own personal time off for three days to think about what I want to do next. Do I want to continue working here? Do I want to quit my job that I love that I've had for almost 24 years? Um, it was really, really difficult. And unfortunately, in the end, I had to do what was best for myself and my family. Um, and I'm back at work playing the game. I just, I'm one person. BJC employs 30,000 people. So I needed more people to join me in this and say, no, we're not doing this. And I understand their reasons it was very hard for people to join me in this. But as one person, I'm not going to make a difference.
1: Wow. And and again, they didn't answer me. I also asked for a timeline on this. Is this just going to be There's, forever?
2: <laughs> no, they'll, it's through viral season. Last year, it ended somewhere in the middle of March. So we're assuming that's kind of when it's going to just magically be okay to remove the mask. Um, so that's probably what's going to happen again this year is they'll find this magic date where it's safe to take your mask off the middle of March because viral season has been deemed over. And yeah we'll get to show our face again. It,
1: it would be interesting, and I don't even know how you'd do this because I don't know if the systems share this data to find out if at the end of viral system uh, season the statistics were any worse or better at b j c versus mercy
2: we that's what we would love to know. We would love to know is is everyone just getting so sick and dying and their coworkers or all you know, like employees are sick constantly because they're not forced to wear a mask. No, I mean we know the answer to that. Like yeah. I'm sure no one's running data, but we know the answer is they're fine over there. I mean they're, they're probably completely gonna, fine.
3: They're probably going to do this every year though. That's the problem. I see mm-hmm. people at the grocery store wearing a mask, and I guarantee you these hospital systems like BJC are going to say every single infectious what during this time of the year our employees have to mask. Like this, they're mm-hmm. conditioning everybody to be
2: okay with that. Right. I'm yeah. That's. Yeah, I can't. I can't work at a place like that much longer. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's really, really difficult. Well, Jill, really difficult. Jill,
1: thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm, I know a lot of yes. people understand, and thank you for speaking out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, and, and well maybe we can follow up with you if we get more numbers.
2: Sounds good. Right, <laughs> Don't yeah. hold your breath for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: no kidding. All right. Thank you. Have okay. a, Have a great day. Uh, I'm glad she had the guts to to stand up and speak out about it. I could talk
3: to her Um, forever because I think it's so fascinating and I I 100% understand that isolating feeling. Everyone thinks you're crazy. You're the only one. I was the only one to my knowledge in the local TV market who refused to take this shot and people just thought I was crazy and it's really hard when no one else is willing to stand up because I know people were against it because they told me but they didn't want to lose their job and I understand people had different situations with their families. I was not married. I had no kids at the time. I get it. But it, it sucks when there's a stupid policy like that yes. and people aren't standing up.
1: Yeah. And uh, they clearly they, they, there's nobody to hold accountable for it over there. Right. I mean, it's not the government forcing them to do it. It's somebody high up in the administration who's uh, PC and decide to make this uh, this decision. It sounds like because if there was data, they could have provided for me. I asked for it mm-hmm. and they opted not to uh, probably exist. because it wouldn't have supported their position. Right. If I had to guess. Kim, I have a question for you. What can, uh, oftentimes people are afraid to speak out uh, about company policies out of fear that it's going to, I don't know, affect their job and somehow. Did you find that at uh, Channel 4 at all? Uh, yeah. And what was the consequence of that? I was let go. Well, I'm just saying, right? Uh, this Through COVID, a lot of people faced mask mandates. Uh, they faced mandatory closing of their businesses There's schools that impacted education. And then you think to yourself, yeah, Mark, but why are you still talking about that? Because that's all in the past. Unless you're an employee at BJC, one of the biggest healthcare companies in St. Louis and the region, the employees that go to work there every day at the hospitals still have to wear masks. It's a policy that's been in effect since December now. With no end in sight, the employees can't seem to get any answers. So I had one of those employees reach out to me, and we are protecting her identity uh, for the very reason that I just mentioned a minute ago. We're going to refer to her as Jill, and uh, we appreciate Jill giving us some time this morning. Uh, Jill, welcome into the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. You you reached out to me because of your frustration with with going to work and not being able to get any answers on when this might end end or why it's still in effect is that right
2: exactly um yeah i mean this has been going on since december and a majority of the people that i work with are incredibly frustrated the answers they're giving don't make sense the data doesn't support it and it's interesting that mercy and ssm never force their employees to mask during this typical viral season that we're seeing this year
1: So I reached out last week, um, and I asked the PR department at Barnes-Jewish this question. Could you please send me details on your current masking policy for employees and the data being used to justify masking? Also, is there a scheduled ending date? I got this reply from Laura High, who works uh, in PR for BJC. Hi, Mark. On behalf of BJC Healthcare... As we continue through respiratory illness season, COVID-19, RSV, and flu, BJC Healthcare employees are required to wear masks in patient care areas. Masking is encouraged but optional for visitors unless visiting a patient in isolation for a known or suspected infection. And that's it. I followed that up and said, but you didn't answer my question about the data. Where's the data to justify this? And they never answered me. Are you finding the same kind of pushback when you question this?
2: Well, yeah, you know, I mentioned to you that we had a town hall meeting last week, and one of the excuses— was that we were actually kind of behind the eight ball enforcing masks because they started enforcing masks in Ohio at some of these other pediatric institutions, which what does Ohio have to do with St. Louis County and city? Nothing. So that you get these, you know, ridiculous answers. I did receive some data from an infectious disease doctor, and it's very jumbled, very busy graphs. Um, But if you look at one page, you see all of the viruses cumulatively are decreasing. So everything's going down. We got this sharp down downward trend of um, all viral illnesses, but they want to focus on the one virus that's still going up a little bit in the hospitals and in our community. And that's influenza, particularly influenza B. So, so they're just going to manipulate and pull data however they want to support this ridiculous enhanced masking. So you know, you can spin numbers however you want. You can say two kids with influenza is a danger to all of us, or you can say 2,000, right? They're just spinning the data to support this nonsense.
3: And I feel like before when they were enforcing these masking policies across the country, it was because they're telling us, you know, all the beds are filled up, we're running out of space, and, and basically people are dying. And it seems like even with this latest strain of, of COVID, it, it's, it's like a, a cold and i'm not saying that's how everyone's affected but to me everyone i've talked to who has it that's what they're telling me their symptoms are
2: right 30 so they see about a thousand kids a week through the er and 33 of them were admitted so that's three percent that we're worried about one kid was in the icu as of last week but those kids in the icu also have comorbidities right they're probably not healthy kids if a kid is in the icu for influenza covid then you got to look at the big picture um so, yeah, they're, I mean, they're just nitpicking whatever little number they can. Um, and the, the hospital is not full. They want they they are using the word that we're surging, but that's a complete fallacy. That's, that's not right at all. Right and then, too. oh, it, it is. It, it totally is just let's keep the, because families will come in because they are not required to wear a mask. So families come into our facility and they're like, what's going on? why why are y'all wearing a mask? And a lot of them, which is amazing, they will ask us to take off their mask because it or take off our mask because it's scaring their children or they just don't find it necessary. And so much of our job is facial cues and communication. So when you've removed that um, for a patient, it just makes it very difficult to have that good rapport because you're
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: I'm sure, and I imagine, Joe, that that a lot of you, your fellow em- employees, like you, are are concerned about speaking out against. You know, th- these are these are obviously decisions made on high. By the hospital administrator, n- not somebody at the staffing level who's actually seeing what's going on on the ground.
2: Right. I mean, and that's how it's always been. I mean, that's unfortunately the way the hospitals are is the people in the what is it, the ivory towers make the decisions. And then those of us that actually have, you know, direct patient care are the ones that just have to kind of sit down and shut up.
3: Have you had any coworkers um, who have just outright said, I'm not wearing this mask?
2: I did that. I was the only one, unfortunately, um, because a lot of people don't want to lose their job. So whatever day that was, December 12th, I think is when it went into effect. I refused to put a mask on that day. I I said, I'm I'm not doing this. I cannot do this. There is no data that supports this. This is crazy. I didn't put a mask on. My um, boss kind of didn't know what to do with me. So HR had to get involved. And then um, the next day I showed up to work again and I said, I am not wearing a mask. And so I was forced to clock out and go home. Wow! So I spent three days um, from work. I, I took my own personal time off for three days to think about what I want to do next. Do I want to continue working here? Do I want to quit my job that I love, that I've had for almost 24 years? Um, it was really, really difficult. And unfortunately, in the end, I had to do what was best for myself and my family. Um, and I'm back at work playing the game. I just I'm one person BJC employs 30,000 people so I needed more people to join me in this and say no we're not doing this and I understand their reasons it was very hard for people to join me in this but as one person I'm not going to make a difference.
1: Wow. And and again they didn't answer me I also asked for a timeline on this is this just going to be There's- forever?
2: No, they'll, it's through viral season. Last year, it ended somewhere in the middle of March. So we're assuming that's kind of when it's going to just magically be okay to remove the mask. Um, so that's probably what's going to happen again this year is they'll find this magic date where it's safe to take your mask off the middle of March because viral season has been deemed over. And, it, yeah, we'll get to show our face again.
1: It, it would be interesting, and I don't even know how you do this because I don't know if the systems share this data, to find out if at the end of viral system uh, season the statistics were any worse or better at BJC versus Mercy?
2: We, that's what we would love to know. We would love to know, is, is everyone just getting so sick and dying and their coworkers or are... All, you know, like employees are sick constantly because they're not forced to wear a mask. No. I mean, we know the answer to that. Like, yeah. I'm sure no one's running data, but we know the answer is they're fine over there. I mean, they're, they're probably completely gonna, fine.
3: They're probably going to do this every year, though. That's the problem. I see mm-hmm. people at the grocery store wearing a mask. And I guarantee you these hospital systems like BJC are going to say every single infectious what during this time of the year, our employees have to mask. Like, this, they're mm-hmm. conditioning everybody to be okay with that.
2: Right. I'm, yeah, that's... Yeah, I can't. I can't work at a place like that much longer. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's really, really difficult. Well, Jill, really difficult. Jill, thank you for
1: sharing your story with us. I'm, I know a lot of yes. people understand, and thank you for speaking out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, and, and well, maybe we can follow up with you if we get more numbers.
2: Sounds good. Right, <laughs> Don't yeah. hold your breath for that. <laughs>
1: no kidding. All right. Thank you. Have okay. a, Have a great day. Uh, I'm glad she had the guts to. To stand up and speak out about it, I could
3: talk to her Um, forever because I think it's so fascinating, and I I 100% understand that isolating feeling. Everyone thinks you're crazy. You're the only one. I was the only one, to my knowledge, in the local TV market who refused to take this shot, and people just thought I was crazy. And it's really hard when no one else is willing to stand up because I know people were against it because they told me, but they didn't want to lose their job. And I understand people had different situations with their families. I was not married. I had no kids at the time. I get it. But it it sucks when there's a stupid policy like that yes. and people aren't standing up.
1: Yeah. And uh, they clearly they, they, there's nobody to hold accountable for it over there. Right. I mean, it's not the government forcing them to do it. It's somebody high up in the administration who's a PC and decide to make this uh, this decision. It sounds like because if there was data, they could have provided for me. I asked for it mm-hmm. and they opted not to. Uh, Probably because it wouldn't have supported their position if I had to guess.
0: Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.